You guys know how much I love nursing schools. Well, we have another one that wants us to tell you about their MSN and DNP family nurse practitioner programs. Samuel Merritt University has been educating nurses for over 100 years. And right now, they are offering tons of scholarship opportunities starting at $10,000 for both of these programs. You know, I'm in the midst of getting my MSN. And let me tell you, I wish I would have known about these scholarships when I first enrolled. Visit them at smumsn.com and show them how much you appreciate them for sponsoring our podcast. That's smumsn.com. I wanted to remind you before the show starts that if you are considering travel nursing, you can go to their website today at trustedhealth.com forward slash good nurse, fill out a profile and start seeing opportunities right now all across the country. You can see what they pay. You can see the stipend, the hourly rate, all of that. Go to trustedhealth.com forward slash good nurse and fill out a profile today. Hey, everybody, this is Tina again with Good Nurse, Bad Nurse, and I want to welcome you back for another week of using storytelling and true crime to talk about nursing and healthcare issues and really whatever happens to come up in conversation. That's kind of how we run around here. But before I introduce my next guest host, I want to remind you guys who are nursing students in Georgia and Tennessee that if you're planning on going to the Association of Student Nurses convention in either of those states, we're going to be doing a live show there in front of a, a live audience. So I would really appreciate it if you could come by and say hello. I'd love to meet you and would really appreciate the support. Definitely looking forward to doing that. And now I guess that's enough of that housekeeping stuff. My next guest host is a registered nurse and user of CBD oils and products that are made by the CBD Stat Company that sponsors our podcast. So I'm really excited to get to not only do a regular show, of course, with her, but also just to kind of chat about her experience using that product, because you guys know I like to make sure that anything we promote on this podcast is high quality and that the our sponsors are, are living up to their claims. And so far, that's worked out really nicely. So welcome, Leah. It's nice to have you back. Yeah, thank you so much for having me back, Tina. It's definitely a pleasure. Wonderful. Well, before we kind of get into our stories, I just wanted to chat with you a little bit about your experience with CBD stat, just so I can kind of get an idea from an, a person that really actually uses it. I know they have a few different products. Which product do you actually use? Um, so there's four products, the roll on the cream, the salve and the oil. I've used all of them, but the two that I use every day are the cream and the oil. So how long have you been using them? Since the company started March of 2020, which was really a great time because that was when relief was definitely needed in my life, <laughs> so I'm sure most of us could say. Uh, that's, that's pretty, uh, what a coincidence that is. What is your biggest benefit from using the product? How does it help you? Yeah, so the cream I put on every day after work, I'll shower and then I'll put it on my feet just to help my arches. Um, and I've noticed a huge difference there and just like no more shin splints, just my feet feel more comfortable. I used to have to come home and just like elevate my legs on pillows just to restore some blood flow, even with the compression socks. I feel like sometimes no matter what you do, it just doesn't help. And the cream has been a lifesaver there. And then I use the oil to help me sleep. So I just switched jobs. I had been working nights for the last eight years. So the oil was huge on helping me come home and actually get quality of sleep throughout the day. 
I'm now on four weeks of a day schedule. Um, and I can say it's been just as helpful to have the oil in my life. I feel like I truly sleep through the whole night, which was something that I never had in my whole life prior to taking CBD oil. And I wake up feeling well rested and not groggy like some other medications have made me feel in the past. So it's been a huge help in my life having those two. Wow, that is interesting because I I knew about the headache benefits because one of our listeners, Braden, had emailed me and was telling me how thankful he was for the product because it helped him with his headaches. And then I was just like, wow, I need to try this because I have really horrible headaches. When I get a headache, it's bad. And so I knew that it worked on headaches, but I didn't realize that about the feet. And I have plantar fasciitis, so now I literally cannot wait to get off here and go try that. I am so excited about that. I didn't realize that it worked for foot pain. That's amazing. Yeah, the cream is good for that because it just goes right in and just pop some socks on and then go to bed with it on my feet. And it's made a huge difference. Wow, I'm so excited about that. And then just the sleep benefit, that one is definitely well known. I hear that a lot in the feedback that I've gotten. So that one I knew and I definitely knew about the headaches for sure. So that's interesting about the foot pain. I'm really excited about that. I'm going to try it for sure. But as you guys know, their products are 100% THC free. That's very important to me. I live in a state where marijuana is not legal here. And so I don't want to have to try to explain why if I got drug tested for some reason that popped back positive for THC. And there are some a lot of CBD companies that have very small traces of the THC in it. But CBD stat has a team of engineers that invented a very unique and efficient process to produce CBD isolate, which is the purest form of CBD. So that's great to know. They only offer very strong products, greater than a thousand milligrams, and they're the cheapest THC-free CBD that you can find on the market. So I have no problem whatsoever being a cheerleader for this company. I totally believe in them. I think it's a, an amazing product, and I love to hear all the feedback from people that it's helped. So that's awesome. Thank you so much, Leah. If you guys are interested in CBD Stat in their product, you can go to cbdstat.care forward slash good nurse, bad nurse. Be sure and put the forward slash good nurse, bad nurse in there so they know that we sent you there. And you can check out their products, cbdstat.care. Be sure and put .care instead of .com or .org or anything like that. It's .care forward slash good nurse, bad nurse. And now I guess we can get started with our bad doctor story. Dun, dun, dun. We got another bad doctor this one is so, oh my goodness, what a sad story this is. It is just heartbreaking. Did you have a chance to watch? There's there's a few videos out there on this one. Did you have a chance to watch any of them? No, I didn't. I only read about it. There are some episodes of, I think one was weird. It was called Bride Killer or something. I had never heard that before. It is just a heartbreaking story. It's a story of George Scott. He went by Scott Sampson. And just to kind of lay a little bit of a foundation for who he is and who his wife was. He was born in 1959. He was an anesthesiologist at Union Hospital in Terre Haute, Indiana. And then Kelly Ecker was his wife for a very short amount of time. She was born December 5th, 1963, and had been previously married before him. And she had three sons, two adult and her youngest was only known as LOE because 
he was a minor at the time that this happened. She had a BS in nursing from Kaiser University in Florida and a master's from Kaplan University. And she was a nurse in the intensive care unit at the same hospital where Scott worked. And she was very close with many of the hospital staff from what I understand. Just one of those nurses that everyone loved to work with. I swear it feels like this always happens to the people that are, you know. That have the most impact. Yeah. I don't understand that. I really don't. So the way this goes, the way the story goes, Kelly had almost given up on love when she was introduced to the handsome anesthesiologist, Scott Sampson. They worked in the same hospital. Kelly worked in ICU. Scott was, in this, of course, in the surgical department. They haven't, hadn't actually crossed paths, not in a real meaningful way. And then Scott spotted her first and asked a coworker to introduce them. He was fresh off of a divorce and kind of looking to possibly, you know, get into a relationship with someone else. And things moved very quickly for them. Um, Within a year, they were living together along with Kelly's 10-year-old son. And then October 2014, they got married in a very nice ceremony. However... This is hard for me to understand, Leah. I, when I think about, have you, I've been to a lot of weddings in my time. Have you ever been to a wedding where like the couple like broke out into a, a fight? Oh my gosh, that's so awkward to even say. Fortunately, I've only been to happy weddings. I couldn't even imagine. I mean, that's just such a 180 from the energy that's normally at a wedding. We've had seven weddings this summer. So you know, some some fresh experience there. And they have all been very, very happy, fun times, nothing even close to what happened for their wedding night, unfortunately. Yeah. When I was, you know, watching these stories and reading about it, I, I just remember thinking, it's so hard to imagine the situation where at this, what's supposed to be a very happy day, even if you're struggling, not, I, I understand people get married and, maybe have had history of, of a rocky relationship. That happens. I, I totally get that. And and relationships aren't perfect, right? I mean, people struggle. It's totally understandable. I just think that usually that day, people put aside all that stuff. If And you just try to be on your best behavior. And it's really hard for me to imagine this happening, but it did. Oh, well, and of course, alcohol was involved. After several drinks during the reception, the couple started fighting over what else but money, a prenuptial agreement. Scott allegedly said to Kelly that she would, quote, never get her hands on his money. I can't. Oh, my goodness. Well, obviously, this wedding should have never taken place. Yeah, I feel like that shouldn't be your number one focus for your wedding night. And if it is, that's something that needs to get addressed far beforehand. I get the fact that, you know, you're you're getting married, especially later in life. If one person has established, for whatever reason, a large fortune and they they have you know a lot to lose. I get prenuptial agreements. I've I've talked about that before on this podcast because we've done a few stories where this kind of was a thing. David with the Nurse Papa podcast and I were joking around about it one day. And he said, Tina, did you do a prenuptial agreement? And I was like, yes, I absolutely did. I, there's no way I'm going to share my one bedroom apartment (laughs) and my little hatchback with my husband. (laughs) So I mean, usually when you're young, you don't 
it's not a problem. But I guess I could get it, you know, later, later on in life, you've had kind of a, a, an opportunity to sort of establish and you've got, and having children. I mean, either way, it could work either way. I, if I've established an estate of some sort and I have children, I want to pass that along to, and then I wanted to remarry. I, I can't even imagine doing that. But then I guess I wouldn't want to risk losing that and then not having that to pass to my children. I, I don't know. It's, it gets complicated. I understand that. Yeah, Having kids, a previous marriage, established careers, I think, you know, it makes sense to have a prenuptial agreement. I think it's fine. I think when I was younger and very idealistic, I probably would have said, well, I wouldn't get married if I had to have a prenuptial agreement. But yeah, I'm older now and (laughs) understand. (laughs) So however, to get into argue, I mean, that should have been established long before the wedding and you should be over it by now. I mean, it is what it is. But she was, I guess, complaining about it or said, must have made a comment. And then his credit card declined when he went to pay for the wedding reception and how in the world they didn't know it but I guess it happened maybe I guess usually maybe you pay half of it and then the other half or something like that yeah that would be my guess I mean we're I'm currently going through the wedding process like wedding payment (laughs) process and I mean a lot of places I feel like very little is due by the end or at least like half of it because you have to put your deposits down and I mean I feel like you would know the amount that's due on that date yeah and for some reason his credit card was declined when they went to put whatever the balance was onto it and he became visibly upset and angry and enraged and so he literally stormed off without kelly like he stormed off without his bride from the wedding that's that's so awkward but they followed the couple back to their home so i guess after the reception they were like hey why don't you know if i guess a few people when you come back to our place we're going to kind of have a little after party i guess and I would imagine that was probably prearranged because with all of that going on, I doubt that would have been something that she probably would have planned. You yeah. Know? So the party did follow them back to their home and they continued to celebrate until the early hours of the morning. But Scott and Kelly got into an explosive argument and it was just it got so awkward that all the guests left. It was like one in the morning. I mean, it's not like it was early, but. It was like everybody out, you know, kind yeah, of thing. Kind of like the clear sign that the night is ending. Yeah, just like, okay, this is way too awkward. We're out of here. One of the guests offered to take Kelly with them. And then moments after everyone left, Kelly called 911. We'll take a moment to hear a word from our sponsor. You guys, a career in nursing is more than just a job. It's a lifelong journey of learning and growing. And professional development is key for any nurse hoping to advance their career. So how about you? Are you ready to take your career to the next level? If so, now is the time for you to get your certification in nursing. Earning your certification is a major professional milestone. It's a seal of approval recognized by professional peers, hiring managers, and patients. It signifies your commitment to excellence, your level of competence, and can make you more marketable in a competitive field, offering 18 different certifications, including 12 specialty certifications. Whether you're looking to earn your first certification, ready to renew, or exploring new certifications, they are there to make the entire process as easy, affordable, flexible, and painless as possible. 
possible. Whatever your practice level or desired specialty, they can help you prepare your exam with a range of affordable tools and resources designed to set you up for success. And their commitment to you goes well beyond the exam. They provide all the ongoing support, advocacy, guidance, and resources that you need throughout your nursing career. This is your career and you deserve the best. At ANCC, they're going to be there to help you every step of the way. So visit pages.nursingworld.org forward slash GNBN to learn more. That's pages.nursingworld.org forward slash GNBN. And we'll put that link on our website. If you want to just go to Good Nurse, Bad Nurse, you can click on it from there. So I have to tell you guys about an experience I had with a nursing student. So you know, I've been doing travel nursing. Well, this hospital where I'm at has a lot of LPN students doing their clinicals there. So one of them was following me around one day and she noticed my stethoscope. And of course, y'all know the Echo Technology Company that sponsors our podcast. They teamed up with Littman to make the stethoscopes, to beat all stethoscopes, the 3M Littman Core Digital Stethoscope. And this is the one that I use now. So she said, oh my gosh, I've been wanting to try one of those. So of course I let her use it. And she just could not stop talking about it for the rest of the shift. It was so cute. She was like, you know, I can't hear anything with my normal stethoscope because I have tinnitus. And so she was so excited because she could actually hear what heart sounds were supposed to sound like. She said, I'm going to ask for one of these for graduation. And I was like, yeah, you definitely should. So just so you know, the echo technology that makes the stethoscope so amazing. Uh, you can enable it with a flip of a switch. You can turn it on and off. It has active noise cancellation up to 40 times amplification wireless auscultation using Bluetooth technology. It connects with Echo's free app and software so that you can visualize, record, share, live stream, analyze heart sounds, lung sounds, and whatever body sounds you want to listen to. So you can go to echohealth.com and use the promo code GNBN to get 10% off your order. And that's Echo is spelled E-K-O, by the way. So it's echohealth.com and use the GNBN promo code to get 10% off your order. This is just the saddest it's very scary to think about and and just horrifying to think about what happened and what she was going through but she called 911 several times and the last time she called she said he's beating the blank out of me and she told the operator he's got guns in here and then on the the that last call she could be heard screaming oh my god before shots were heard and the line went dead course they always ask what's your address what's the address of your emergency she gave an address but unfortunately it was the wrong address and that is so sad I guess in her panic she switched a couple of numbers and the police didn't show up in time to rescue her so apparently Kelly's 10 year old son and an older couple which were likely Scott's parents because I believe they lived there at the time they were all in the house at the time of the shooting, and Kelly was actually found. This is horrible, absolutely horrible. She was found in her son's bedroom. But it's unknown really exactly where he was at the time, whether he was in his bedroom or or what, because obviously there wasn't a trial, which I haven't said exactly what happened yet, but there were some court documents that came out later that said that her son was injured, but that it, it didn't really specify the injuries. Yeah, you just hope that he wasn't present. I mean, no kid deserves to go through that or should be put through that at all. Absolutely. I really hope that 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 was the case. They did find Scott dead in the basement with a single gunshot wound to his head. And they later confirmed that it was self-inflicted. And after the investigation, they confirmed basically what everyone already knew happened. 
And that's that Scott had grabbed one of his many guns because he had a lot of guns and killed Kelly and then went down to his gun storage in the basement and killed himself. So the estate took several years to settle. I mean, you can imagine this has happened right after they were married. So there's never really been any sense of a true sense of closure for anyone, any of the outlying victims, like the the family that you know were close to her and friends, because it's just so hard for any of them, of course, to understand why in the world it would have happened that way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine how few answers people must feel that there are surrounding this. I mean, I have a lot of questions myself just reading through the story and hearing it. And I couldn't imagine being personally affected by a tragedy like this. It's totally senseless. It's really hard to understand why it would have escalated like that. Why any argument would have gotten to that point on any night, let alone their wedding night that should have been a happy time. And you would think that, you know, if their relationship was so toxic that it could get to that level that quickly, that, you know, maybe it wouldn't have happened, you know, the the wedding would have been called off or, but I think sometimes people just get so far that they don't want to turn back. You know, it's like, well, I've invested so much time in this relationship or things will get better. You know, they see these behaviors in, in the other person and it can go either way. It can be male or female, but you see this toxic behavior in the other person or this controlling behavior or whatever, you know, fiery, raging kind of anger and temper. And you just think, well, it's going to change. They'll stop doing that. And unfortunately, this is how it ends way too many times. Yeah, no, it's it's truly a tragic story. And I mean, you do have to wonder kind of what that relationship was like for it to escalate to that point on a night that's supposed to be one of the happiest of your lives. Yeah, exactly. So I, um, you know, we, we have talked about this so many times on this podcast that there are a ridiculously high number of homicides that happen in this country because of male on female violence that has to do with, you know, a relationship. That's, that tends to be the number of murders that happen to females. A very high percentage of them are a spouse or significant other, some other person who they're in a relationship with or who wants to be in a relationship somehow connected that way. And it ends in their death because of that control, just that need to want to control for some reason. I know it happens the opposite. There are women, we've done them as well, who are violent against men, but it is a lot rarer for that to happen for women to kill anyone, let alone men. It's so sad and so unfortunate. And I don't know how many of these stories, you know, have to keep happening before we try to do something to to try to control it. Yeah, I think it's hard too because I think a lot of signs of abuse can be so subtle at first that you don't even realize that what it is is abuse. And unfortunately, it's not until you're really far into a relationship. And like you said, you know, you feel like things might get better. You think, you know, getting married or having a kid or something might help solve it. You know, you don't even realize the pattern that your lifestyle has become. And it's so sad. And like you said, it happens to either gender. But I think as a female, it is definitely something that you think about when you are out in the world dating. And women are very hyper cautious about relationships and getting to know someone for the first time. And, you know, I 
just from family members and friends who have had very toxic, abusive relationships. I know I always went into every relationship with kind of the flags raised and you're looking for any signs and you're just trying to protect yourself because, you know, someone could be this successful doctor, anesthesiologist, and you just never know how someone may be like at home. We'll take a moment to hear a word from our sponsor. Did you know that you don't have to go all across the country to be a travel nurse? You certainly can, but you don't have to. I literally took an assignment that's an hour and a half away from my house, and I love it. I can stay in a hotel room if I want, or I can drive back home. So it's the best of both worlds for me. For my next assignment, we're going to get a cabin in the mountains that's about two hours from our house, so it'll really be like a little getaway. Also, one of my really good friends is going with me so we can share expenses. You guys, even if you're just a little curious about travel nursing, go to trustedhealth.com forward slash good nurse and fill out a profile so you can see what kind of jobs are out there and what they pay. Go to trustedhealth.com forward slash good nurse and fill out a profile. Well, I guess that really is, that wraps it up for our bad doctor story. There's not a lot of details about it because of the way it ended. You know, there was no trial. There is no justice for this situation because it ended the way it did. And I guess we can get into our good nurse story. And this is another sad story. I apologize, you guys. I know sometimes the good nurse story can get a little sad because sometimes it's the person is in the spotlight because they passed. And that is the case with the nurse that we're going to be talking about. But I, I wanted to talk about him because it was really shocking. I had I didn't even realize that, that he was sick. But we are definitely talking about Ebby from Nurse Life RN. I know you said, Leah, that you had followed Ebby on social media. Yeah, yeah. I've been following him for a couple of years now and just kind of following his story and being a member of the community that he helped build. What a community that is, because there aren't that many nurse influencers out there that have as many followers as he had on social media, especially on Instagram. I mean, it was just crazy, the influence that he had. And I love the way he was so encouraging and positive and everything that he stood for. I love that. Yeah, I think he was such a genuine person. And he always, despite being in the spotlight, I feel like he never shied away from his morals and his beliefs. And I think that that drew people in as well. You know, he started as this original nursing meme page that people were laughing at, but then he built it into a community where people could talk about personal issues, mental health, nursing issues, relationships, COVID, you know, really anything. And I know every night when I got home from work, I would just go through his stories because it would literally just be an absolute variety of topics. And none of them were usually connected to one another. It was something that truly became a part of my daily routine. I think especially through COVID, he really helped create a safe haven for people because it would be a really nice distraction. But then you also would be hearing stories and kind of connecting with people who were feeling the same way that you were feeling and having the same experiences that you're having and hearing about his passing. I know myself and my coworkers and a lot of people in the comments that I read online, everyone has kind of been saying, you know, it's crazy that I feel so affected by someone I never met personally, like hearing about his passing. It truly felt like I lost a family member, even though he's not someone I've ever met in real life. He just had such a huge impact and really like was a big part of my life. He's definitely missed. I think he did a really great thing in everything that he created. And I think he brought a lot of positivity to the world and, you know, even different causes. 
I know a big thing that he was pushing beforehand was to sign up for Be The Match, bone marrow donation. I signed up for that. It's very easy for people to do. And yeah, just everything about his community truly was a positive thing. Yes, for sure. He was diagnosed with leukemia during the COVID-19 pandemic during the height of that last year. Not that we're not that we're through that yet, but it's so strange because he was right in the middle of taking care of patients. And that's what he was posting about. And then all of a sudden, you know, everything changed. He was diagnosed with leukemia and it was just a different feel, but he still tried to keep it positive. And, and I really appreciated him, you know, just for his influence in the nursing community and healthcare in general, really. So I don't know. I just was really sad. It's amazing to me. He had over 1.2 million followers on Instagram on just that one Nurse Life RN Instagram page. He had a couple of others that he did as well. It's so strange the world that we live in nowadays, especially younger, younger people who grown up with Instagram. This connection is a real thing. And I, I think a lot of people, maybe older people or maybe other, I don't know. I think a lot of people are kind of critical of that. And they say, oh, that's not real. You know, this connection's on social media. That's just, it's fake. You know, like there's no substance there. I don't believe that. I believe that you we connect with all of these people. I honestly believe the people that I have connected with just from doing my podcast, it's very real to me. There's a real people that are listening and being affected. I am personally affected by, I mean, it sounds ridiculous, but looking at a meme and laughing at it for, for a moment even, or even learning from something, from some wisdom that somebody has to share. And I definitely think he offered that. And I wanted to honor him on our website and just kind of just talk about it for a minute, talk about him, honor him and his memory. It's so strange to see someone like that who seemed so bigger than life, you know, and now they're gone. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And I think his ability to kind of humanize the patient side of things as well is really great. And talking about how he felt, you know, with that role reversal and being the patient in the hospital and even the way he would talk about shift change, I feel like working bedside at the time, it really helped influence the care that I gave and kind of made me think twice about going into each day. And I think just kind of being reminded because, you know, throughout COVID, you kind of become a robot. You're just, you're going in and you're trying to make it through each day and you're doing your best. But I think he really brought like a human side back to things, which is great when you do have an audience of over a million people. So, yes. Absolutely. I'm so glad that he chose to use that influence for good and helping people, which he definitely did. I guess that wraps it up for this episode. I really appreciate you coming on and doing a show with me and talking about your experience using CBD stat so that my listeners can kind of hear hear it straight from somebody that uses it on a regular basis and has used it for a long time and continues to use it. That's wonderful. Thank you so much, Tina. <laughs> I'll just remind you guys that you can go to cbdstat.care forward slash good nurse, bad nurse if you want to learn more about their products. Um, actually, there's a link on there to all of our sponsors and we have links on there to all of our sponsors. And if you want to email me directly, if you have any questions or comments or you want to send me some ideas for stories that you have, you can email me directly at tina at goodnursebadnurse.com. And we're on Instagram at goodnursebadnurse and we're on Twitter and Facebook at GMBN Podcast. And I also want to remind you guys that even if you're a bad girl or a bad boy, please be a good nurse. 